Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So, according to Elliot's favorite website, them.com. Ooh, tell me more. Them is a great, uh, web, it's a great website. It is actually a good website. <laughs> I love them. Them is, them no, is not like Any URL news. I don't oh. recognize. <laughs> <laughs> Any them. URL I don't recognize. I'm just like, oh, it's Elliot's favorite website. Them is legit, though. Them eyes. is legit, like, like quality writing. Uh, I would prefer it be they, but <laughs> that's fine. And it's them.us. Um, yeah. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> um, but according to, to them, uh, to them and uh, on them, uh, <laughs> they were talking about all major social media sites are, quote, effectively unsafe for LGBTQ users, according to a new report. Uh, from GLAAD. So GLAAD released, it's, they have this like inaugural social media safety index, which grades each platform on how well it protects LGBTQ plus people. And as it turns out, they all receive failing grades. Uh, the report cites, quote, prevalence and intensity of hate speech and harassment as the most urgent threat. Uh, queer and transgender people uh, experience disproportionately high rates of harassment online at 64% compared to 41% for the general popula- population. And that's, all, of course, no surprise here, mostly on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Other problems noted, shadow banning, which is removing ha- hashtags from circulation that might indicate queer identity. YouTube will demonetize or remove videos by LGBTQ plus creators. And Twitter technically bans misgendering and dead naming, but basically never follows through when flagged. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, I was surprised by this. I was surprised too. And it's also kind of funny to think like, I, like in, in a world of uh, the prevalence of block uh, buttons and like features, you're just like, what, like, how does that happen? How did like, we all create our, you know, our echo chambers on social media, especially Facebook. And you're just like, how do you write things on Facebook? And there are people who follow you who will write, will respond with nasty stuff. Like I just, it's, it's just so foreign to me. I would block that person and never have to deal with them again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That seems like the easiest way to go about it. But I guess at the same time, like maybe it's, even if you're blocking somebody, you could still be, uh, you know, suffering the abuse of somebody taunting you or whatever mm-hmm. the case might be. But yeah, even mm-hmm. so, I, I was still like, I thought this, I thought the, I, this argument to me, and it's released by Glad, but this argument to me felt very um, 2009, you know, mm-hmm. like the idea of being like taunted on MySpace or whatever and like cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would, I, I just thought things would have evolved much more, you know, so much more than that with the, not just you, not just everything being so ubiquitous, but for 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 the internet being such a uh, 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 being such a, a space for for queer people. It surprises me that, like, in the course of my career, which kind of tracks also the course of like the internet, all of our careers, like at least the three of us, you know, we grew up with the internet. It was always sort of, and social media sort of started right at the beginning of our careers or early on at least. What were they called digital natives? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that it, we kind of grew into these things. And over the course of my career, I've gotten a lot of gay hate, of course, but like it was never prevalent. There was never a lot of like people commenting and saying homophobic things to me 
in really direct ways. Yeah. That changed though, when I started drag, which yeah. blew me away that like, there was a shift in sort of the type of comments that I would get. I'd often get like anti-Semitic comments and stuff. That just was even before I converted to Judaism, I would get anti-Semitic comments, yeah. which was so and strange. Look, I, I mean, I but, can hang with that. I mean, whatever. <laughs> but I, but when I started drag, there was a lot of these like, you're not a woman, like a lot of these sort of almost trans adjacent yeah, that's hating. The point. And yeah, that is the point. But, and then of course, if you ever did anything, if there was a children anywhere near you in drag or supporting you or in a picture or whatever, strangers would come out of the woods just to comment on shit. I mean, it's mm, kind of wild how, yeah, certain things have on evolved. On YouTube or Instagram or what? On all platforms. All of them. I That's mean, so everywhere. DMs would come from everywhere. And I'm not gonna, you know, a lot of times, now a lot of these people, of course, they can have private accounts and you can create your own little bubbles and live within that private little bubble. But I'm a public person. And so like, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna have a private profile when I'm posting stuff that I wanna promote. And people will say crazy, crazy shit, but it became worse when I started uh, drag, which tells me that the trans experience for trans people mm -hmm. who maybe quote unquote can't pass, I hate saying that, but can't pass. And the struggles they might, they of course are going through online, just posting a cute selfie one day. Yeah, I guess I guess when I read this this article, it was just so foreign because I, I yeah I, I haven't gotten those messages, and uh, I, I don't know if I've ever gotten like a virulently anti-gay thing directed at me. But uh, with that said, one of my few talents is that I will not read comments about myself, so I don't go out of my way to like. Uh, to like reach it like that, but um, yeah, it's also, just, it just, oh, no, go ahead. They also often target, which is something that I've learned about in the course of this podcast, at least, in that, and I've always kind of known, and we've had these conversations before, but the more flamboyant homosexual yeah. or queer person or the person who's more, you know, they have a, the voice or they have the, the whatever, they're more sort of flamboyant they tend to get more of the brunt, I think, of the yeah, homophobic sure, slurs. Of course, yeah. And so like, even just like, I mean, I do read the comments and I see the comments and the reviews of this podcast and people can be very angry with me, probably because I'm a horrible person and I'm, you know, rotted inside, but uh, they, they can be very, they can be very direct with what they think of me. And it's kind of a strange, and I get it sometimes. I get that it's because I am probably the more flamboyant of the three of us. And it is, it's just a thing. Well, is, is it possible that people are making these comments just because you're annoying as fuck and it has nothing to do with? <laughs> Thank you, Brent. Thank you. Thank no, you. I'm oh just God. kidding. Uh, lovingly if you get, tease if you, guys had you kids, if you guys had kids, how do I put this? If you had kids who were of, you know, a certain age, would you let them use the, <laughs> you can't stop kids from using the internet, but would you go to- Using a, like, like apps and stuff? Yeah, like would you go to a certain length at this point to protect them from this kind of bullying or, or, or lack of safety online? Like how far, would you go out of your way to do that? And like, how far would you go? I would I monitor say, I, yeah. everything. I yeah. would, I would yeah. know all the passwords and be seeing everything until they're 16. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. think I would go as far as that, as far after 16, but like, you know, especially, I mean, I hate to say it, but especially if I had a, a queer kid or like a, even, even a little girl, because there are really creepy, creepy, creepy people out there who want to message children in, in weird ways. And it's, I mean, the same with boys too, I guess. It's just, it's, 
it's 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 a different kind of world than when we grew up and i i think i would I be really it's diligent so about monitoring that i wonder if there are any parents yeah. listening and i what also they do. i also think i would give them to the uh, the time limit that i give myself on my phone with mm. social media 30 minutes yeah. a day limit and, then them. It, and then it cuts off and there's yeah. a password that protects it and so yeah i think there's something about that that i i would i would want to reinforce that you don't want to spend all day long from the age of six on looking at your phone on these miserable apps yeah yeah i i also think i would be i'd give a time limit but i'd also i would also be like super sweaty about what they were seeing where they were going whose friend you know because Mm -hmm. i just remember so clearly like friends being like well let's go you could just go to somebody else's house and now you can just go on somebody else's phone and i i Mm -hmm. i don't know i think it looks horrifying me as a parent the flip side of it is i think about my childhood and my mom and my, my dad, when I was living with him, there were no rules. Like I could watch yeah. whatever I wanted. I could read whatever I wanted. It was a different kind of growing up for me. And I think it made me the person I am, the really sort of pop culture, whatever. Like I just mm-hmm. have this wealth of knowledge because I was able to watch movies most seven-year-olds weren't allowed to watch, you know? Yeah. And yeah. obsess over these things. And I, I think if I had a kid, I would want a kid who would obsess over the weird instagram about little tiny furniture and shit like i would want to encourage that kind of interest you know and it's so that's a double-edged sword by putting those kind of rules on kids it's an interesting thing because like as much as i understand where you're coming from and like i mean you know me my favorite my favorite thing in the world is wikipedia rabbit holes and stuff like that but i'm like how much has it really benefited my life i mean i don't have in like a cartoonish wealth of knowledge about the things I've read about in Wikipedia, I usually forget them almost well, that's immediately. That's because you're an idiot. Well, how dare you? <laughs> you can't retain anything. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Not even joking. We, I think you guys might be, I don't know if we've had many return guests before, we've like other than Danny. Yeah, a couple. Wait, we've had a few now. Okay, well, we're having more return guests, guys. <laughs> yeah. Big Dipper and Meatball. Hey, guys. I only think we've had like maybe one or two before return guests. Danny yeah, but never, never a duo. Never a duo. Yeah, never, never a duo. A duo. Uh, no. Wow, it's like a new era in 2021. The pandemic's over and we're just having right. gr- Zoom parties Zoom here. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for having us back. Welcome, I'm glad guys. you made a, a good first impression. I know. And this oh, will be you, interesting because we've didn't. never you done didn't. an interview together. What do you mean? You really? Except like, for when we were on this show last time. No, no, we were together. We were separate. separately. Oh, we were? Mm-hmm. Yes, and we, yes. Were, we were we were on yeah. your show together. Oh, that was our old yeah, show. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, when we were all in the same show. room. So many podcasts, guys. guys. So, so many podcasts. <laughs> well, <laughs> you guys have, it's not quite a new podcast, but it's, it's well, it's on a new network yes. and it's doing great things. Sloppy mm-hmm. Seconds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't even remember Wait, the what? old one. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you two been podcasting together? Oh, well, God. I was thinking about this the other day because the day, was it when I first met you or the first interaction I had after meeting you in person, Meatball, you I pitched asked a you podcast to do a podcast. To me. Yes. Yeah. We met, oh we God. talked for oh like God. 20 minutes backstage at a drag show at Precinct. I was blackout drunk. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and I, my, the, are sober. My takeaway was, wow, it's so nice to meet someone at a club you can have a coherent conversation with. <laughs> and that's how I trick everyone. And then, was, Has anyone ever had a coherent conversation with me, Paul? Nah. Be real. No, she's, nah. she loves to throw you a, a curveball. But yeah, then I reached out to her and I was like, hey, let's be friends and have a podcast. And that's how it started. So our fun. friendship has actually 
developed when more on the yeah, air was that? than was that it has in real life. Three or four years ago? Three or ago? four years ago, It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you guys remember, um, like, recent history? Meaning, like, when you think back to, like, <laughs> oh, when you guys met, is it, does three or four years feel any different than, like, one year or, like, six years? Absolutely not. No. no. I'm also really yeah. bad at time. Like, I can't tell you when anything <laughs> Me too. happens. Yes, I have Shit. such like such few markers for the years, mm-hmm. and basically at a certain point, like just truly like it's all before I had a nervous breakdown and after I had a nervous <laughs> breakdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, everything's I think kind that... of like a mush. Everything's like blurry in between. Mm-hmm. I can't keep track. Of Honestly, stuff. I yeah. also mm-hmm. feel the same way. But it's like before I did drag and after. Like before I did drag. Uh, like yeah. when I was in college, I could tell you what years I was there and like what was happening. Yes. But then mm-hmm. once drag sure. happened yeah. and it's like you travel a bunch, you forget like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're always wasted. I have no recollection of the last four years of my life. I think it's the same for just like creatives <laughs> in general. I had a conversation with a, per- a friend of mine who's like in a corporate job and she's like, oh no, I know I know my years. Like I know when things yeah. happen because everything is like such structured life. Regimented, There's a Monday through yeah. Friday, nine yeah. to five sort of oh, life. Okay. Whereas with us, we don't have that. Things are, no. gigs last for three months and then we move to another thing or we have a mm-hmm. show or we have a thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing else is ever the same. Yeah, I was gonna it's say weird. maybe because we're, we're all, as humanity, we're not like all farmers anymore. but i think about where i lived because i've lived in chicago and then new york and then la so like but i couldn't tell you the years i lived there so Mm, i'm still fucked really that's how i measure my years yeah unfortunately for me i think like a lot of it is sort of dictated by work but truly like I, i will never forget the years that the, the Trump year. I will never forget the, the Trump year. Yeah. yeah 2016 just... was sort of like a place marker for oh, me. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a before and after kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. For sure. But, but glad but that's over. Oh, Meatball absolutely. and Big Dipper are big Trump supporters. So yeah, we don't baby. <laughs> yeah. With that. Wow. Fuck them out. Wait. So how, how long have you guys been? So the you guys are a part of the Forever Dog Mom Network, yes. which is media of moguls, sort of. The, started with Race Chaser, which uh, Big Dipper produced. You produced Race Dipper Chaser, is right? like the executive producer of the Mom Network. Like, I don't think he'll take enough credit for it, but like the Dipper. whole network only exists because he started it. So like everything under I mean, that umbrella it's is like amazing. his work. Oh, wow. And it's so crazy that he's able to do all that. And he'll still come over and talk to me on a Zoom call once a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> is it because it's wow upside down? Uh, we you know. legally, no. I don't no. know. No. I mean, no. we'll never know. <laughs> I, uh, who, who can tell? <laughs> who no is idea. Wait, Sorry, so, I didn't. I didn't how long has? Tell us about the Mom Network. How long has it been around? And like, what? I mean, what? There's what are so all the shows, shows on it right now? Yeah. So basically, after Race Chaser happened, um, I was working a lot with Forever Dog, and you know. We, Meatball and I, I wanted to get get Sloppy Seconds going over a Forever Dog and we started that up there. And then they were like, okay, there's a whole untapped market because Forever Dog for a long time was really like underground straight. comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily straight because if you look back at a it lot was, of their comedians. There were two. There were, there were about 12, <laughs> sure. <Yeah>. But um, <laughs> not enough. If, not if enough. you look back, like they were really doing like underground New York comedy like that was the whole vibe and then we showed up and they were like oh there's a whole other market here so they pitched to us they were like if you want to start your own like imprint vertical network whatever let's do it and so we now have uh under the mom umbrella 
we have Race Chaser, Sloppy Seconds, The Chop, which is Latrice and Manila's show, uh, Vary That with Delta and Raja. Uh, I love Vary so That so Very that is, much. I love it's that. It's like a time capsule. Vary That is my favorite. You guys are wonderful, but Vary That. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's for your it's age Delta. Demographic. Delta really it carries it. it, it Delta is my literally. I have never Delta during Burke. the pandemic. Delta, Delta, yeah, yeah. It's Delta, Delta work. A play on Delta Berg <laughs> was my like therapy. Yes. Her lives were my therapy. She's incredible. They're so good. She's incredible. She's incredible. And then uh, we just launched "Wanna Be on Top," which is Shea Coulee's um, top mm-hmm. model podcast. And then we launched "Hijinks," which is Jinx Monsoon's like interview show. Like she's ready to swoop in and take Mark Maron's uh, place. And then uh, yeah. we just launched fam- Brooklyn and Priyanka famous right? this week, which is Brooklyn yeah. and Priyanka doing a pop culture recap show. So we have one more so that fun. we're about to launch and then we'll be done for a little bit at who, eight, who is it? Yara Sophia. Yara Sophia. <laughs> yes. It'll be Yara Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone will be like, what's going what? on? No, everyone, it'll be everyone will be like, yeah, listeners will know Spanish. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's true. Right. There needs to be more of a market for Spanish-speaking podcasts. There, I wonder. I don't. Big, there isn't. There's a, a massive market one. in Spanish-speaking countries. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. But for queer talent, for queer talent, like where is the queer podcast Spanish? Alan, it's shows? time you start your queer. Can you imagine? I mean, they exist. You do understand that? they exist. You just don't listen to them. No, right? no. I know <laughs> they exist. I know they. But for the English, for the American market. Mm. Yeah, I, so. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, it's right. okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll let me let's back let up go. for some of our, especially for like my boyfriend Michael, who does speak Spanish and listens mm-hmm. to Spanish. And Spanish. I support it is, that. Like, very difficult. Some. <laughs> we support it. There is there is a market of Americans who want Spanish speaking content by American queer artists. Yes. Yeah. I, I get yeah. that. I get that yeah. for sure. Well, yeah. tell us a little bit about Sloppy Seconds. Um, it's a train wreck of a podcast <laughs> where uh, we release two episodes a week. Uh, Fridays, we normally just have like a guest of any anybody that we find interesting. Anything that we think is fun, we'll interview somebody about. And then on Tuesdays, it's mm-hmm. really just us shooting the shit, trying to recreate the magic that Delta and Raja have. <laughs> um, yeah. But we'll just like <laughs> talk about whatever goes on in our like weekly life and it, there was a point where we got yeah. very into covid talk like every episode and it our numbers <laughs> started going down and people were like uh, <laughs> yeah. wear a mask wash your hands and stop telling me how to live my life and i was like all right so no more covid chat we're done wait but tell them yeah, yeah, about yeah. the investigative journalism that you oh love also i love to do it well also we've had episodes that are like um what are they? Stage plays? Because we just get bored. So we'll do like <laughs> we wrote a couple 45 radio minute plays. radio plays. Oh, wow, um, that's great. Then we did, those are really fun. And then we did investigative journalism because sometimes I get like very into old gay drama that meant nothing at the time. Hmm. So there was a story about this drag queen that pushed another drag queen down a flight of stairs. But since it happened at three o'clock in the morning and everyone in the club was drunk, I made it a point to go and find these drag queens and have them come retell the story. It also and, happened oh, two or three oh, years funny. ago. and we Or four years un- ago, depending on who we don't you fucking ask. Basically, they're all like Elliot. No idea wow. about time. They, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they literally, every single one of them, after they came on the show and got interviewed, they were like... Um, and also, it's weird because like we're all over this, and this like happened so long ago. But we were like <laughs> having them. Very weird. And then one of them was like, "I actually went into a lot of therapy and quit drag because of it." So thanks for right. dragging wow. me back up. And I was like, oh, "Listen, wow. I thought it was going to be funny, but I, everyone's got a trauma." It wasn't. 
It was not funny. It, it wasn't funny. It was really a real thing. Yeah. So sloppy seconds is just a bunch of queer people. Yeah. Sugar. So we we have wait, been trying wait. to do oh, other we, we stories. We did a fisting like... special where we had oh, someone right. get fisted mm. on a, a Zoom and on had a like Zoom. an audience watch. And he took. Yeah. No way. It was called fist about the past. It was called Thanksgiving. We did it over Thanksgiving, and he was getting stuff. Yeah. And Meatball, Meatball had the amazing idea. We had him. His friend was there. Um, and so he was in the sling. He was getting fisted. His friend had his arm in him. And just, then, just so you know, Brent, Brent is passing out. Oh, yeah, I forgot you're like, like not into that. <laughs> and you're also right. Right. Are you I actually going to pass they out? Can... No, uh, I no, I'm. I can. Let hang. me just I tell the hang, but, the but end go. of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. played yeah. rock. They can mute. We I'm played, here for it. Uh, we had him, the gentleman, play rock paper scissors with the friend who was inside of him. So they played through his <laughs> belly. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Oh, no, 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 no. And no. we do rock paper yeah. scissors shoot. shoot. Also, that there's is... a weird thing. And then Brent, yeah. at, one, at some point, you're just gonna have to trust him though, because you can't. <sighs> You know, you yeah. can't see if he's telling are you the saying truth. It was, are you saying it was visible? Well, there was well, one point where you did this thing called Brent cover your eyes, and he, like, put his hand in there and pushed up on his stomach. And oh, yeah, he called it bulging. It. Oh, he called right? it bulging, but it looked like that scene from Alien. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to pass out now. I'm going to pass I, out. I, I came back from scene from Alien. <laughs> and that was it. And now we won't that, talk about it anymore because this, this is a You guys, I am here for it. I could talk about this all <laughs> day long. That's the I don't kind know of what these faggots are. That's the kind of stuff we do on Sloppy Seconds. There so you go. So if you're into yeah. some messy shit, that's for you. We did it for on yeah, And we, we had people watch. We had. We had like 150 people watch. And I also oh, had wow. a film crew from- Did you make money off of it, yeah, I hope? I think, well, yeah, yeah then we paid the guy because, you know, he got pissed. But and then he uh, put the was, video up on his OnlyFans and it got like, like a thousand views and he made so much more money. We were like, wait a second. But that was also the yeah. day that I was getting filmed for my In the Know video. So I had been shooting myself yeah. in drag for Verizon Wireless all day. And then I was like, and then I'll be doing an online event. And then I had them film me doing that. And they were like, we're going to have to leave. And oh, like, yeah, the like whole crew was at your house. I had a whole film crew at my house that day. Oh, and I was, wow. and this was like in COVID. So they were all mad. It was just such a mess. But yeah, we have a good yeah. time. Such Speaking a lie, of OnlyFans, right? I'm, I'm, I'm. I met um, a friend who was like, oh, that's my roommate. And he was like, oh, he makes a living just doing OnlyFans. Oh, yes. isn't that nuts? I was like, <clears throat> I don't I don't fully get it because I, I just don't fully get it because it feels like, oh, so so every, anybody and everybody can like do porn now. And does it, I guess I'm sort of just confused by the democrat, democratizing of it all where I know we all have social media and stuff, but the idea that anybody and everybody can start an OnlyFans and do some people get like annoyed if they don't have a following? Like, I wonder sure. what the hype is. Well, if he sure makes a living, do. I'm sure it's for everyone. Like, yeah. for instance, um, like, do you do any of you on this call pay for porn? I follow yeah. like no. <laughs> ten yes. people's OnlyFans. Yeah, so, I find I follow, I subscribe to like my friends' OnlyFans. Like, I have oh, like, oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. But you, I'll give yeah. them one month, and if it's no good, they're not getting the re-up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I mean, there, there, there's like a market for it, right? Because like, if, if, mm. okay, look, out of, out of, uh, uh, five of us, uh, three people said that they, well, and I, I do, so four out of five of us all throw a little bit of money mm -hmm. into that pot, which means yeah. Yeah. If you have fucking 50,000 followers and yeah. 1,000 of them pay $10 a month. It's like, that's money. Mm -hmm. 
My friend Cody, yeah. he makes his entire, I mean, his entire living is yeah. off of all It's also fans. not That's crazy. Easy. It's it definitely not easy. It is a fucking yeah. hustle. You have dude. to, like, if you want to yeah. maintain subscribers, and by subscribers, I mean me as a subscriber, yeah. I need at least, like, <laughs> yeah. three videos a month, and they need to it's be, It's not like, more. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, but after oh, I said at least. more. But. Meatball needs piss. No, needs I never said that. On someone. No, I never. I just want like <laughs> what I'm piss. applying for. But I also do, like, a lot of them like waste your time and they'll post like just nude photos that they also post oh, on yeah. Twitter. And so or, you're like you're scammed or, in and you also can't see the content or previews before you buy it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then or if they they'll message you. Complain? No. You're going to complain. Yeah, who are you going to complain to? HR? Mr. Fans? (laughs) That's like when you give a $5 bill to like a violinist on the street and you're like, you're not playing this song. She's like, fuck off. But the worst worst thing and what I find is like a new trick to like get people to subscribe to channels is they'll say no uh, pay to... Pay, pay to play or something where they where they yeah. send you a video like a message on OnlyFans that you have to pay mm-hmm. for. So they'll post like pictures on their regular profile, but then in the direct messages they'll send you yeah. videos that you have to pay five dollars for the sex scene or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And like now people are advertising, I don't do that. Subscribe to me. So there's this whole yeah. like market of people shifting, even in the OnlyFans community of trying to get more subscribers. It's, really it's not like like. F- I was going to say, like, for me, like, I've joined a bunch now, and I, I do find it really kind of fun, and, and, like, it's weird, like, I'll remember some, like, random making guy. making the money over there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, some random guy from, like, four years ago. I used to follow on Instagram, and I'll look him up, and I'm like, oh, my God, he has an OnlyFans now. It's just, like, it's kind of entertaining, but I just find I'll join, and after a month, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to watch you jerk off 10,000 well, times. Because, like, I'm done yeah. after a month. Yeah, some people are not. There's a guy that I, one of the accounts that I follow he like it's oh, so now strictly... you do follow them i said that oh okay never mind sorry <laughs> <laughs> meatball is like it's gotcha journalism when it was like <laughs> yeah. i'm always wrong it's like meatball today <laughs> is sunday and you're like oh, oh, so it's sunday? oh, oh so it's, it's sunday, sunday? <laughs> meatball is the monet to your bob exactly. their videos are like that too um, but uh so this one guy that i followed like his his whole vibe he does a lot of like modeling and underwear but like he literally does so many different types of videos because mm-hmm. he's posting constantly he constantly is doing cruising videos where he's like in his truck jerking off like meeting up with people That's behind hot. buildings then he's always oh, i know the guy i think i know exactly about. who you're talking about okay. i know exactly who it's, you're talking I'm about like, i'm Wait, like why don't he, you say why don't we all try to guess and say his name at the same time i don't know his name <laughs> i'm gonna find but out his name what is what is fascinating to me is like all of the captions are like on my lunch break. So you have another real job. And then he posts. You have enough. Then he posts videos of him fucking this woman all the time. That's his wife. His wife. Yeah. And then there are often exactly like, the there are often one. kids toys yeah. on the ground in the background. So I'm like, oh, you have kids no. and your wife. Project Mayhem. Project Mayhem. No. Yeah. No. Durden. Durden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. 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 He has different names on uh, different things. But anyhow, oh, like. That's what's fascinating to me because I'm like, you have an amazing relationship that you're married to a woman and you go off and you fuck all these men, but you're constantly cruising. It's like you, in order to have the content that you have up, you have to be fucking strangers three to four times a week in your truck, Mm -hmm. in a parking lot, at the gym, constantly on grinder, constantly cruising. Then you go home to your wife. Then you sit on a dildo. Then you have a real time job. I'm like, that is a fucking hustle. 
Who is he, yeah. Elliot Glazer? Yeah! <laughs> I will uh, say no, though, I, I agree, and I think that's a really good point. That is, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of work and coordination. And but I think if you're already having that much sex and you like to show off and you like to film it, it's a very easy way to make extra income. And I think. Yeah. For the people who don't get burnt out and the people who actually make it work for them, it's because all those other boxes are checked. I think some people, yeah. especially during the pandemic, started in OnlyFans as an opportunity and they got and so then they got lazy. It, it just doesn't agree mm -hmm. to them. And the same thing for podcasting. Yeah, a lot of podcasts <laughs> came and went. Came and went, honey. Four it's episodes and done, Diva. I will say that I don't um, like when people with large Instagram followings make an only fans and, and then do under jack shit on them mm -hmm. yeah and they like post yeah. one or two videos and then it's over and i'm talking about milk the drag queen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she never even showed the meat i just wanted to ask dipper like uh obviously you're a, a rapper and a performer the and a raptress so good and and have been so good for so long and now that there's this like moment it feels like there's this I don't know if it's a seismic shift, but with something like Lil Nas X doing Montero, mm -hmm. you know, you've been so, uh, I don't even want to use the word outspoken. You've just been so tr yourself um, for, for so long now in your rap. And I, I wonder what you think of this sort of slow, slow movement towards some sense of like queer sensibility and I guess mainstream rapping. Well, I mean, I think it's really exciting, but I also think it is like really, really telling that Lil Nas X became super famous off a viral song that wasn't connected mm -hmm. to him as a person for a long time. Mm. It was connected to TikTok challenges. And he brilliantly made that happen. He set up all those TikTok challenges. He made the song become what it is, and he became as successful as he is once he became the pop star that he is, and then he came out afterwards. So it, I think it's still very, very telling that he wasn't from the beginning doing explicitly gay shit and mm -hmm. became mm -hmm. the massive star that he is today. The flip side is when I first started making music and, you know, I got a little bit of attention on the internet, everyone was like, wow, this is the moment. It's 2014 or it's 2012. Yeah. I was like, girl, people have been doing this since the nine. Like, you know, there's always yeah. going to be waves of people doing this. And what's cool about right now is that he, I mean, like, he has the biggest song that has ever happened on the charts ever as a young right. queer black man. Like that's incredible. And, um, yeah. you know, if you look at the history of music, there are a lot of queer black folks who have had the biggest songs ever. They just weren't out at the time that those things were mm -hmm. happening. And, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. just think it's incredible. And I think if I was like, if I was like 25 or like just at the beginning of like doing my shit, I would feel like, Oh, I got to figure out how to like, you know, like i don't know like yeah, do what it, he's doing or ride the, yeah, yeah 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 and for me i'm like i i know what i'm doing and i'm gonna continue to do what i'm doing and and you know i'm an old man now so i just like let it well i mean i will say and i said this when you were first on the podcast but for anyone who didn't listen to that that episode i'll say it again what you're doing i think is really interesting because there is and i think we've talked about this a lot on this podcast a lot of like negative images and bad body images of sort of like gay men out yes. there, queer men. And what you put out there is really refreshing. And it's, 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 it's nice to sort of have that kind of image out in the world. And I think we need more of that. So kudos to well, you. Well, thank you. <laughs> I put out this video in October 
uh, I don't even like talk about time. I'm like, was it 2020 or 2019? It was during <laughs> oh, the pandemic. Right. We shot it. We shot it at the end of February. So like we shot it and two or three weeks later, we were all in lockdown. And I was like, oh, yeah. am I going to put this video this summer? Like, what am I going to do? And when I put it out in the fall, everyone was just like, wow, this is so nostalgic of being in bars because it had sort of <laughs> oh, yeah. been wow. six months and the video was right. like, we shot it at the Eagle. It's a bunch of like shirtless, you know, chubby guys rubbing on each other. There's one shot where I like spit in this guy Hunter's mouth and then like rub all over his face. And I was like, should we put this out here? And of course, every time I posted it, I was like, we shot this eight months ago. This is not true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a good video. Wait, Meatball, I also want to ask, there, well, there are two things I, that I really want to get to you before we leave you guys. Uh, the Tamisha Amon and Monet, you really have done some Diane Sawyer sort of well, coverage. You know, I like to get involved in drama that's this, not drama. You, yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's true. And and I will say, like, there are, there's a lot of, like, unknown about what the hell that was all about. So please, Diane Sawyer, tell us what that oh was God. about. I don't, the answer is I don't know. I think... At the end of the day, and this is going to sound really mean, but I think that there's a lot of um, jealousy between uh, the black queens that have come from RuPaul's Drag Race that are successful yeah. and that are not successful. Because uh, maybe I worded that wrong. Well, we should also add as a disclaimer for Brent, this is a re this is regarding a beef between a drag queen from this season, Tamisha uh -huh. Aman, and a past winner, Monet Exchange, where they uh -huh. sort of... I'll let you guys take it from here. I'll let you take yeah, it from she, here. She but just started like coming for her because Monet has a podcast where they talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. And on the podcast, they didn't mm -hmm. speak extremely highly of Tamisha Amon's looks, but they spoke extremely highly of Tamisha Amon as a talented drag queen performer and icon and legend. But Tamisha got very mad about them speaking negatively about her looks, even though they spoke mm -hmm. worse about other people on the show. So Tamisha came out and was like, I'm going to read these bitches. I hate them. They're mean. And it was all directed only at Monet for some reason not at bob who yeah. also said stuff so it was this weird thing where she wanted to go on a live i don't know it's just a lot she charged people 25.99 to watch a video of her about to read monet and then she never what? read monet <laughs> and instead she had a heart 25.99 on the tamisha i'm on that's an only fans <laughs> whoa i always thought from even from the season i was like tamisha iman seems like the kind of person who is looks angry when they're smiling like she looks mad when she's big yeah. bright smile she looks upset. she's a legend she is a, she's a legend i'm she's sure an she's, i, I know legend, i'm just saying she's... at the end of the day i think yeah. what happened was she wasn't quite fully aware of what that contract when you sign up for rupaul's drag race is mm -hmm. and she wanted to read and talk shit about the show and she wasn't allowed to and they kept telling her to stop so she wanted to do something else so she was like let me just read monet i i have all this anger and i need to point it at someone and then when it came time to fight monet monet was like i'm not gonna do that and then it ended. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like fruitless yeah, and nothing happened. But I feel bad for her because I feel like she maybe didn't handle it well. And because of this behavior, she probably will not be involved in anything at World of Wonder again. Which sucks. Uh, Which yeah. sucks because, you know, what an impression. Like that, it, it definitely, like her, the videos of her in the 90s and the early aughts, some of the shit that she did that was circling mm -hmm. on the internet now, incredible. Like that doesn't happen with a lot of queens no. on Drag Race. Like that's pretty, pretty incredible. Okay, before we let you guys go, I need to, and I don't we're know, Big Dipper, done. if you're as big of a fan as, yeah, we're getting to the end. Before, if you're as big of a fan of this as as Meeple and I are, Trisha Paytas. Ah! Do you love Trisha Paytas? 
Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> Trisha Paytas, Trisha Paytas, Meatball, I know that Meatball and I share this love. And and before we even went on today, Trisha Paytas is this internet celebrity. I don't even know how to describe her. How would you she describe has her, been Meatball? one of the original YouTubers. She has been doing YouTube yeah. for 14 yes. years. She is an icon oh, legend. Insane. She has been on so many television shows as a bit role. She's been on almost every reality TV show. She it, is the type yeah. of person that if you were say, do you do this? The answer is always yes. Mm -hmm. She has yes. acted. <laughs> she has a book. She has OnlyFans. She has a website. She's done OnlyFans? Yeah. Uh, she, has like she has a podcast. Yes. She, but she literally will do anything for attention. And that yeah. sounds like really desperate and awful. But she's very... When, when you first She's approach everything. her, you're sort of like, what the fuck? And then the moment you dig in a little bit, you're like, oh, I love this person. And, and she blew <laughs> so, up this year because well, all these YouTubers are getting canceled. And they're like, well, we should try to cancel mm -hmm. Trisha because she's done all this terrible stuff. But she's like, call her Teflon diva. Nothing. She, like, she you can't, can't do anything. Can't and all it did was just made her more famous. And then she started canceling more YouTubers <laughs> with this power. She was just yeah. like, this person's yeah. shitty. This person's shitty. And she took them all down. So it's like crazy well, to watch ball. the rise. Have, I'm very jealous. Have you guys heard Big Dipper and Meatball? Have you guys heard I Love You, Jesus? Uh, yes. That yeah. first, that's Absolutely. the first song. Absolutely. Filmed it in an empty have you heard I Love You, Moses? The Moses <laughs> one. That was the follow-up. So I had to bring this up, especially to Elliot. There is literally if the well, I Love You, Jesus was not her, enough. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, just that, that there's at least a Jewish element to it. But the thing is, the I Love You Moses was just about her boyfriend, right? It wasn't actually even about no, Moses. No, it's about, about her boyfriend Moses. Yeah. Her yeah, boyfriend Moses played Moses played in Moses. the video. So in the video, she's singing like, you freed the slaves and you freed my heart. Like she like really goes in on the lyrics. So oh, the, wow. the but it's a the, cover of, of her own things. song, which is like yes. it's yes. a cover of her own song. So oh her God. fiance is a man named Moses, who uh, is the brother of like a f big like YouTuber. What does Moses do for work? Any idea? He owned a no museum. He owned no a water idea. museum here in Los Angeles. Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> so they're they're a Jewish family. They're all from Israel, correct? Yes. And mm -hmm. so yeah. straight from the Trisha. Source. Who has never basically interacted with any sort of Judaism a in her Jew, life right. is like to hear her on her TikTok, like trying to cook Jewish food or like say Hebrew words. Like it is so funny. And <laughs> wow. She's wearing huge, the Hebrew element is like, so star good. Of David, like it is, it is wow. very fascinating. Oh my god! Wow. And they're engaged so and bought a house together, and they're going to get married. And the oh, fact that oh, she wow. went from like doing the I Love You Moses song to years ago when she did America's Got Talent or something with Howard Stern mm -hmm. only because she wanted to say yes. hello to Howard Stern. Yeah. Howard Stern. That's the only reason why she went on the she show. She's been on the Ellen reader. show. She went on yes. Ellen to Speed, yes, speed read. Reader. Oh, she did Michael. I'm Addicted to Tanning, to self-tanner. She did that. Yeah, she did. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. My straight like, addiction. It, she's been on any time. She was on Celebrity Big Brother UK. She sure yes. was. So oh, she didn't wow. quite oh understand the references and things that they were saying, and everyone in the house hated her. And she played fat oh, wow. Jessica Simpson in an Eminem music video, <laughs> yes. washing the yes, car. Yes, yes, oh she did. God. She was also on like She's three an episodes of Nathan for You. She's a bit on Modern Family. She's an mm. icon and a yeah. legend. I Michael is dying for me to do a lip sync to the fast reading one, which I'm sure oh, a million queens have. And I don't done. think they have. Mm -hmm. You should do it. You well, then I will be the first. I, I have the body. I have the body. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank so you guys. where can people follow Thanks, you guys. and the podcast and everything that's going yeah. on? 
You can follow my Instagram, which is spiciest meatball, or my Twitter, which is fat drag meatball, or our podcast Twitter, which is sloppy pod. Yeah, and I'm Big Dipper Jelly on everything. Branded. He's I hate how you know, people someone say took that, spiciest meatball it. from me, you know? And I'm it's mad about so it. So unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so thank much. Thank you. For this being has been so really wonderful. Thank you. I love you more. You free the slaves and you free my soul. Moses never let me go. I need your habitat more. I need your habitat more. And another thing. Okay, so recently uh, it <laughs> came to Brent's brain to ask me what type of blanket I used. <laughs> I'm always sort of puzzled by Brent having like random questions just pop into his brain about. Excuse me. <laughs> I think we were, I forget what we were talking about, but I was thinking, I, I forget how it came up, but I was like, Elliot keeps his room cold. No, you know, wait, I think we're talking about, round. you asked if I had a weighted blanket. Oh, that's it. I asked you if you had a weighted blanket because I just yeah. bought one. And 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 then you said, you wrote back, you're like, are you kidding me? My my blanket looks like a <laughs> tissue. Yeah. And I was like, well, you have to wait, wait, wait. And then I, because I knew that you like things cold, but I assumed you still like were human and like needed blankets and like some warmth at night. And so I, I asked Elliot to send me a picture of his blanket. Can we post the picture? Can we it, please sure, post the yes, picture? Yes, I'll send it to you. It yes. literally looks like a blanket you would get in prison oh in God. like in like a gulag or something. And I, I, I like, and it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> also thinking about like, and you talked about this Elliot, uh, the mismatch where like, presumably not everyone you've dated uh, who has shared your bed, either boyfriends or strange men. Uh, not <laughs> all of them. Say, I was going to say gentlemen. You have a gentleman over. I'm like, what are you talking about? A gentleman caller. <laughs> uh, but like, I assume all some of them want more blankets than that. And that's oh, been course. like a point of contention. But you, right? I've, never, I've never been in a relationship where my boyfriend has not required, like the, the bed becomes a war zone. And yeah. <laughs> right, right. he and... Everyone, every guy that I've dated, he requires, a, you know, a comforter or like an extra blanket, which I always keep. Just yeah. To have it, but I sleep right. under a. I completely <laughs> get this. I mean, I'm the exact same way. I basically use what is the sheet? You, it's uh, there's like the fitted sheet, but then the one that goes over the fitted sheet. What is that? Uh, uh, a sheet. Uh, <laughs> it's like the thin sheet. It's the thin sheet that. Yeah, yeah. You, you that sheet. That's the that sheet, sheet I basically yeah. use as my blanket too. It's basically wow. napkin thin, like I have like Elliot's. I have to oh. use those in hotels and I hate them. And I also yeah. remember uh, my ex insisting that we get fancy, fancy high-end like cotton sheets or whatever. And they were like white and crunchy and they were mm. so uncomfortable. No, man. And I was like, this is, <laughs> this is awful. And uh, so, you know, essentially like it's come to a point where I've sort of, my, my blanket has become thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner to the point where it is literally a tissue, you, but- You can't find a new blanket? I Guess what? <laughs> I After that conversation, I was like, you know, even though I sleep under truly a tissue, I still sweat a lot under this blanket. I don't know why. I, I still do a, too. I still I don't do know too. why. And yeah. so I actually found a blanket that fixed the problem. There's no more oh. sweating. Oh. It's actually a- it's a cheap throw from ikea it's like for one person oh show me I, it i think i i think i see the I can't. I, moses, moses is sleeping on it oh, okay uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, moses is my dog but uh take a picture uh, of it 
it's like a it's like a sort of a cheap um cotton like throw mm-hmm. that is mm. oh, I think I, I know braided. exactly I think I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> it's braided and it's like yeah. cheap it's like forty dollars, right? It's, it's probably yeah. I, I I swear to God, I bet you it's like a doormat that Elliot bought uh, at <laughs> yeah. IKEA and he's like, This is my new blanket. Wait, how do you Alan, how do you sweat? A lot under a thin blanket. I do too. I mean, it's You're I'm using I, in a way to and I think the way to and blanket. I, I think that no, 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 no. I'm not. I, okay, let's back this up. So first off, I think that there are a lot of couples that uh, Michael and I are this way. That like how Elliot described his past gentlemen callers, the unhinged men who come <laughs> over, the, str- want, the strange who, men, who, the strange men, yeah, the strange men that he wakes parade, up next to who are men. dying yeah. for more blankets. Um, because I think a lot of people, I mean, we don't, Michael and I don't use the same blanket to sleep with. Like he uses the mm. comforter and I have my blanket because I, like Elliot, run hot. I'm, I'm a hot person at night and I like, mm. I need to be cold at night in order to go to sleep or I'm going to be up and uncomfortable and sweaty all night long. So like even if it's like if the thermostat's not at a certain thing, like I'm I'm gonna sweat at night, so I need the blanket mm. to be light yeah. as possible, or even no blanket. Sometimes I'll wake yeah. up and there's no blanket on me, and I, I have, can sleep I have... with a blanket just on my feet. Yeah, same. Wow. I have to cover my feet. I have yeah. to cover my feet, not because I want to, but because Fraser will bite my feet if they're not covered. Now mm. the weighted blanket we brought we brought. Uh, Brent brought up the weighted blanket last week and I have a weighted blanket, but the weighted blanket isn't necessarily, and Elliot thought it was for warmth. They aren't always for warmth. There are some that are for warmth, but they're more therapeutic and you can get ones that are meant to cool you down and also mm-hmm. have the weight on you as well. So they have the cooling like fabric or whatever. I just don't understand how a heavy blanket could be cooling. I don't get it. Cause it's not, it's heavy in the sense that there are little pellets inside of it, but the actual blanket is not heavy. Like the actual fabric is not heavy. It's not filled with stuffing and stuff. Imagine like patches of tissue with beads in them or something. Yeah, there's like little beads beads in there. And so, so I got this weighted blanket and I love it. Elliot's not convinced. Yeah, no, he won't ever be convinced. He's like, he's like math. I can't use it because my cat loves the beads inside the blanket and he oh, will go yeah. to town on it. Oh, so right. now the blanket is just Frasers. Wait, so mm. now Brent, you sleep under a weighted blanket too. I oh, actually just sleep under a weighted blanket. No, I wear, I have a, I literally bought a weighted blanket and I brought it home today. So I'm excited oh. to try. And it's because, not because I, I, I want to sleep under it, but because it, at the dentist, I've always noticed this from, mm-hmm. from the youngest age. When they put that lead, oh, vest, lead vest over you, yeah. I'm like, this feels so good. Yeah. And then they take it off. You're like, no. Oh, I and can't like, wait for it to come off. I hate it. <laughs> oh, wow. They're suffocating. <laughs> uh, no, and I was like, I would love to like recreate that like while watching TV occasionally or something. So I'm excited to try You know where all this that. came about? It was the weighted vests that they put on dogs are meant to calm dogs down and meant to right. like dogs that are like frigidy or panicky Thunder or whatever. Vests, right. they, yeah, yeah, they put these these comfort vests on and it actually works on the dog. Does, and I think yeah. it's the same with humans and that like, yeah. it's meant to sort of de-stress you and make you feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I, I, wear, I have a down comforter on my bed year round and obviously in the hot summer months, I won't use it, but I would probably say nine, 10 months a year, I have a down comforter on my bed. Will you use it without putting the air conditioner on? <laughs> yes, Elliot, I, I run the <laughs> air conditioner. I would say I run the air conditioner on average under 10, 10 times Shut a up. year. We use it every I, use, day. I use a fan at night. And I, by the way, oh, I think wow. a fan is, per, first of all, it's infinitely better for the environment. But I also yeah. think it's it's a lot of air. Like a fan is really good. I, I mean, 
have you ever tried? I, I know an air. Of course, I know that there's a. You'll never convince Elliot Knight of this. But like, if you put a fan on high, that's like a that's a that's more airflow than you'll get with an air conditioner. Yeah, I can I, tell you. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I can tell you uh, two situations where I've used a box fan to sleep. One <laughs> is when my parents, the house that I grew up in, has like oh. very shitty air conditioning, and everybody there runs cold. I'm yeah. the only one that runs hot, and so like. <laughs> The air conditioner is like a, it's like fake central air, and it's like through this. It's pitiful. It's pitiful, <laughs> and so I've had to like use a box fan to stay cool in the hot summer. And then one time at NYU, it was like one of those insane times in uh, in like m- April where it was like way too hot because of fucking yeah. global warming. But yeah. because the buildings at NYU are or the one that I was living in at the time was old, mm-hmm. they wouldn't turn the air conditioner on and yeah. it was stifling hot. And so I literally put a full blown box fan like in yeah. my bed, in my bunk and like slept <laughs> and listened to Enya and slept <laughs> with this box fan blowing on me, but it was torture. No, yeah. I was like, I literally have had air units my entire adult life oh, and God bless. it has bothered me so much to the point where I have thought like the moment I'm able to move into an apartment that ha- or a home that has central air, I've at least somewhat made it in this world. Mm-hmm. And I can say I am in that apartment. You I did. feel very accomplished in my life. I don't need, and literally when we moved into this apartment, we threw away all the fans. I was like, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. No, I have central air now, baby, and I don't need it. Oh, it, 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 so it's the, it is truly the joy of my life. It makes me feel like a king. But, and yeah. I can't, ima- but I still have a fan. You know, there are days when, whatever, if it's too, it's it's California. There are, there are summer days that get unbearable. And so, but, you know. Alan, you inherited it from from your mom. You said she air conditions her garage. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> because like in Missouri, I mean, anyone from Missouri or the yeah. region of the Midwest knows the humidity, it's not so much the heat that's ever the problem. The humidity will kill you. Yeah. I think at one point there were more heat related deaths in Missouri than any other state that's because disgusting. of the humidity. I, I remember hearing a stat that there were more heat related deaths in Missouri than there were heart attacks in the world uh-huh. 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 that year. Uh-huh. It's crazy. No, no, we have, we are an air conditioned family. We will always do air conditioning until we die. And we'll and probably from a heart attack. God love you, but why don't you buy a solar panel or two? Would you please? Yeah, too much. <laughs> What would, what would your, your aunt, aunt say? say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard today? Yeah, e- even I got lightheaded when they talked about the rock, <laughs> paper, scissors. Yeah, see, I was going to I was gonna say, Aunt Joanne would be like, can you explain fisting to me? And my answer would be like, no. <laughs> yeah. nope. How about you, Alan? Uh, my Aunt Anne would say, you know, I try, the internet is very gay. I tried to do the pronouns like Instagram let us do, but I couldn't put favorite aunt on there. It's not an option. It's not an option. <laughs> Thanks I for listening, it. everybody. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Brent Sullivan. And I am Aunt Anne's favorite nephew. Hmm. H. Allen's Yeah, probably not, actually. She probably calls me a faggot. <laughs> <laughs>